Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 438 of the Material Podcast. I'm Andy Anatko, and I'm joined by Florence Ion. Flo, how does it go? How does it go? How does it go? You, you, may, uh, you may choose anything that goes as, as, as the frame of your answer. I have an anecdote. Ooh, tell you an anecdote except i love anecdotes. i always have an anecdote for you anyway i i always have them for andy i collect them like pokemon but uh <laughs> but this one happened just before we started recording because we're a little late starting on the recording because uh, mona is has thoughts and feelings and <laughs> i'm her parent so that is my job to deal with them uh but she's been apparently she's been um talking to google to turn the light off in the room which previously only her dad would do mm-hmm. so i <laughs> stayed in the room an extra beat while andy is waiting for me on the line i'm just like okay if i come out of this with an anecdote you'll forgive me so so i watched her i watched her do it and it it hurt her and it responded but it didn't get her command right so she said turn turn off the light but it it heard turn on so it didn't actually do anything it just turned the light on again that was already on but it got everything except the on off part cuz you know she's she still speaks like a like a 3 and a half year old like her words really aren't full words they're whatever interpretation she's figured out yeah. you know how to I want to know your your take on this is going to be really really interesting to me. Like, okay, I see we you and I and the people listening are used to the idea of, like I said, hey Guillermo, uh, turn off the kitchen lights, and then right, like either nothing happens or I'm sorry, I don't understand. I that light seems that that seems to be unavailable. Try uh, does when a three year old close to a four year old is like, what I'm getting at is like, does she understand that? This wasn't like a human who's being recalcitrant. This is not someone refusing to do something she asked to do. This is a gizmo or a gadget that is simply failing to work correctly. Like, does it get? Does she sometimes get frustrated with you the way that you might get frustrated with uh, with a with a with an appliance? Does she get frustrated with me the way that I would get? Like, like, like does she when she interacts? Like, when she interacts with a Google Home, it's like was she like I asked you. What 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 are you saying? You can't do what I asked you to do. It you're not doing it. Why are you not doing it? And does she does she think? I'm wondering if like one of two oh, things yeah, might she happen. Does. She that does. maybe that maybe she, she thinks does. that like that I'm going to get argumentative like to this inanimate object, not knowing that it's simply defective. And I think that it's okay to like deal with somebody an actual meat bag the way that I deal with like a piece of technology. I'm, I'm overall fascinated by the idea of a creature oh, that who, with with developing language skills practicing their language on something that speaks and understands English but doesn't comprehend or doesn't work the way that a human does. Well, I will say that Mona definitely emotes when it doesn't do what she wants it to do. Hmm. So she'll go like, ah, Google, which of course you can which is normal, totally fair. imagine. <laughs> and and which is which is me. Like that's just how I would react. You stupid son of a bitch. Wish. <laughs> Why don't I just get I up and turn on the light myself for now on? Stupid piece of crap. If I'm in a really crap. bad mood, yeah. I'll, I'll curse. <laughs> but then, like, I, I'm going to be real with everyone here on this podcast. I, and this is just because I live my life. I've always lived my life in fear. Oh. <laughs> I've been raised 
to, to care what other people think. And so I'm <laughs> working on the deprogramming of it all. But uh, I, I worry, I, I worry about how I talk to the assistant because a, it's very true that my daughter is picking up on it. Like the way that I treat people and talk to people is the way that she will do the same. And I, so I need to be cognizant of that as a parent setting an example, but also <laughs> like I cover this stuff. Right. And so I know relatively of the people who are working on this or at least right. are like in the periphery working on this. And I also know that like this stuff gets recorded for lab purposes because I gave it permission to do so. And so I feel bad. Like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's just that you you stopped working right the minute that something was also going wrong for me in my life in another part of it. And like this just it. This is something that maybe we'll be writing. I mean, maybe I should write like some fiction about this or something. I don't mm. know. Because this is this is some real like science fiction kind of thing to think about here, like just the connections. It's too much, yeah. Andy. If I think about it, it's too much. It's it's, it's I mean it's it's really really weird. Like some there's something that kind of like uh, affected my understanding of people and the world in a huge huge way when like because course early on in life you of course you know that like uh, from a biological standpoint like the brain is growing and developing through childhood and also right. that like academically language and social things are things that are learned and acquired partly through genetics partly through like uh, environment and experience but when like i learned that oh by the way no no it's not that like the, the the brain isn't even halfway done at age 12 or 13 it's actually not the the, the jello mold is not set until 25 or 26 until then it's still building and reprogramming itself and actually rewiring itself it's not that like actual neural pathways are being formed and created based on what the what the brain thinks it needs to optimize for based on the, the environment this person is growing up in and so <sighs> like it, it it makes me always think maybe just wool gathering, but think about, okay, but now we've, this, this system has been set up so that a creature uh, develops its language, hardware and software based on talking with other human beings. And was this disrupted when radio and television and movies came about? Like, and I think, well, no, because it's absolutely one way at some point, like a, a child might try to talk back to the TV set, but the TV set never talks back, so mm -hmm. that's not conversation. That's not communication. So maybe that wouldn't interfere with it. But now, uh, after digital assistance came along, and I'm thinking that mm. wow, there are children who are asking a questions to the magic box, and the magic box is answering questions in return. Like, is that going to affect how this machine? hardware gets constructed and also software that then i mean I, I know that i have some bad social software uh from from my childhood uh without getting into it and a lot of and a lot of my current like behavior patterns is like okay that is throwing off an error code we have pre in adulthood we have programmed ourselves to recognize and trap that error code and go into a sub process that we have developed specifically to address that error code that comes from faulty programming and faulty hardware and so it makes me wonder like how that's going to uh, how that's going to if that's going to affect development or if it's just something that's 
not even uh, going to have any kind of effect. I do. I mean, on that basis, I do like mm. the. I do like the the fact that like a personal assistant, even for fun, is not programmed to yell. Like, hey, I turned on the damn lights for you, damn it. Hey, idiot. Can't move. I just turned off the lights for you. What do you think about that? <laughs> it's and 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 that was it was it was it Amazon or Google that had the first set that no, I think it was the Google Assistant, the first one that was set up so that they added a little wrinkle so that if you say please and thank you, it will recognize mm-hmm. that you were very polite and thank you for being polite. That's all this, all this Mine stuff doesn't do that me. anymore, though, even when I am nice, which I find a uh, little miffed about. Well, see, again, because of my social software, feedback. I would be thinking, oh, my God, why does is, is there a thing? Did, 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 I, did I say something that it misinterpreted as like hateful or judgmental? Can, should I bring it up or is it like would it be too awkward to talk to ask my, my, my Google Nest speaker, you know, if we're OK? Like, ah, damn it. You know, Andy, the thing is, these are great questions to ask because this is how we're going to be talking to Bard and programming <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. I, no, that's, that's, see, that's a good point because one of the, my favorite things about the sequel to 2001, uh, 2010, so Bob Balaban uh, played, I, I, I'm, it's, I know it's one of two character names, I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm not going to say it, but basically he is the engineer who developed and created the HAL 9000 computer mm. the one that like went wrong in a major way on the on the on the Jupiter mission okay so uh we see like uh, on earth that he's preparing for their they've they've they're preparing a mission to go back to the discovery and find out what happened and part of that is going to be that uh this engineer is going to come along and basically uh do a just basically check out and see where did this Hell Nine Thousand computers you know break because Hell Hell Nine Thousands just have never broken before so that's very it's going to be very very interesting and so as a point of comparison he has another Hell Nine Thousand I think they actually called it Sal Sal Nine Thousand and so he's in his lab or his, his office talking to Sal and part of what I found so brilliant about this was the idea that. Uh, Whereas today computer programming involves writing code and using computers involves typing into windows, clicking buttons, a computer engineer in the far, far future, it's more about being a very, very mature and effective communicator about saying, so in the Mm -hmm. scene, I'll I'll try to wind this up quickly, but I, I, I I have a great, I have great affection for the scene. What he needs to do is, he needs to he needs to shut down cell 9000 and then reboot this computer just to see what would happen cuz as as a baseline for information and so rather than just simply tappy 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 sudo shut down yes type in password whatever it's like like i want you okay cell um are you ready we have a very i have a very interesting pro- project that i'd like to work with like are you ready yes i'd like you to create a new project file i want you to call it phoenix like okay, Phoenix, and because I want I want you and I together are going to try to figure out what happened to Hal, and so I want to create a new project file. It's called Phoenix. I said, do you can you imagine why why that that name might be relevant to it? So uh, and and Sal says uh, the 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 tutor of Achilles, and the engineer says that's a good one. I hadn't heard that before. No, think about another different way that the Phoenix is relevant. Like 
a great a, a bird who arises from the fi- from a, a fiery bird who arises from the ashes of another like that's that's exactly it what i want to do is we want to resurrect hal and so and basically talking to us saying i've i i do not i don't know like what's going to happen like when i shut you down i don't think anything bad will happen but i don't know are you okay with that and what can i do to make you feel good about this and and I think I might be mixing up two scenes. I don't think I am. But the the exchange the scene ends with uh, oh I think it's, it is Doctor Chandra because I'm now remembering the line. And so Sal says, Doctor Chandra, yes, Sal. Will I dream? And like I'm starting to like tear up a little bit. And he's saying, oh, Of course you will, Sal. All, all intelligent things beings dream. And like Mike, and it really was of it, it, it again. This was so many years before chatbots, but it's like we're already seeing. Uh, I when I started using chatbots about a year ago, thinking that okay, it's like I, I'm going to you use these by being very procedural and saying I want you mm-hmm. to to give me an 800 word essay uh, written in friendly language that describes how to do this. And I don't want you to use, uh, uh, I want you to have a bullet chart that explains all the steps of this, 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 this. When actually after a year later, we're uh, collectively, we're getting a lot more sophisticated and we know that, no, no, what you do is you basically say, you're almost like an acting coach, a a director of a play who says, okay, I want you to play the part of uh, a help technician, a helpline technician, and you're talking to somebody who's having problems getting their Apple Watch paired to a brand new iPhone. I want you to start off by explaining to them very patiently that they have. It's like, wow. I see where this, this is, is going. There's a lot of <laughs> it, there's a lot of layered stuff going on. And if it and if computer programming becomes, it would become the antithesis of the stereotypical programmer of unshaven, greasy hair. They're given an office like way, way at the end of a corridor of a building that nobody uses because. They've, their social skills are so inept, they're so abrupt and careless about public you know, public feelings that you know, they have to be kept alone to know the, be- the best programmers are the ones who understand that you have to make sure you know the person you're working with knows what your expectations are, that you're working together to solve a problem, and that if it sees any confusion in what you're asking or in how this can be implemented, it's really important that you communicate that to me because I'm going to listen to you and we're going to work with this together. And I'm like, wow. And so it's, it's just making me thinking of, think of like really, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool stuff to me. By the way, for those who were trying to envision what the voice of Sal was like, it was originally voiced by Candace Bergen. So uh, there you good go. Good choice. Good choice. It's a Murphy Brown right there. <laughs> yes. Um, before we move on, so uh, the the only other thing I have noted for like general chat because I, you know, this is a good yes. place for like incidental things, ideally stuff related at least tangentially to like Google. So I'm I, I've set myself a new deadline for getting some form of website launched. And I keep, and of course, I keep getting, okay. I keep getting bogged, I keep getting bogged down on design, on font choices, whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so I've created a new rule for myself. I actually came out with here is everything that has to happen and all the choices that have to be made to get this launched by X date. And so the rule is point by point for point. I'm not allowed to think about any one of these things for more than fifteen or twenty minutes. Okay, because I've I've now I've been thinking about this for so long. It's not like I think I know the realities of every one of these one of these subjects. So it's not as though I have to do research now and try to figure out what. It's like I can't 
do this anymore where I'm trying to find the best solution. I'm just going to try, try to find an okay solution. So last night was a design was was a design period and we said okay, fonts. What do we want to do for fonts? Okay, for one we're, I know that we've had a lot of different prototypes that had multiple fonts for, oh, we're going to, the, the directory, the, the navigation stuff is going to be in this font and this is, and Headler is going to be like, no, we're going to use one, we're going to use two fonts, one serif font for the content, a sans serif content, a sans serif font for like navigation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and in like fifth, and actually, and this ties in because I actually used chat GPT4 for this. I said, give me some, I'm doing, I'm designing a, blo- a, a tech oriented uh. blog. Uh, show what, do you, what are suggestions for modern looking serif fonts uh that uh, that uh, that will look good on a phone and also on a display it gave me like 12 options and all of them were available through google fonts and so i picked a font called laura l-o-r-a and i prototyped it on a couple of things so that actually that's not just okay that's actually really good okay done settled boom i'm going to see uh, the 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 all, all 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 content is going to be in in the laura font on google fonts and so it's uh, it's why is it that like so google does lots of huge things that scare people and force it to be called into federal courtrooms but they do like a f- like 500 tiny things that are super important and super valuable and free and nobody else is doing it this way the idea that oh well we have this place called google fonts.google.com all of these fonts are open source like and we're going to make it easy for you to test them out we're going to make it easy for you to download these fonts and install them on your mac or pc we're also going to make it really really easy for you to use them in a website and the licensing is all taken care of and here's all the code examples for everything so while we Sometimes in the on the actually almost almost weekly on the show talk about Google treading the line between useful and creepy and leaning towards creepy sometimes again landing it in federal courtrooms. I'm glad I'm, I'm grateful to it because I have solved at least one of these twelve problems. Like the the design is now completely set, and I'm happy with like the font choice. And also okay, thank you ChatGPT, but whatever. Okay, so I'll just have you know, by the way, that my website, florenceion.com, is using Google Fonts. Thank you very much. Uh, but I did go I did go to Google search and I typed in exactly what you typed into ChatGPT, but into the search generative whatever. <laughs> Not search generative, but the generative right. AI. SG- yeah, whatever. SGE. Anyway, it gave me a bunch of Google Fonts, but wasn't what I was looking for. I think I need to be more specific. This is why Ooh. I don't like the whole AI thing. It's like, I feel like I have to be really specific with it. I should have said nostalgic, but between the the 1990s and 2000s. It gave me a bunch of like 70s, 80s kind of retro stuff. I'm going to say, I, I have not, I, I did not use the search generative experience for this. So let me see what happens if I say, uh, uh, recommend a Google font that's good for a tech blog of serif. Uh, ah, I'm sorry. All of you have to. I'll, I'll, I'm sorry that all of you have to witness like a live fire ex- yes, exercise. Yes, I'm sorry. We're both Unf- doing this. Unfortunate, unfortunately, oh. like that doesn't work. The 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 Google Labs thing does not work for me. Like in Safari, so I have to switch. I have to tab over to Chrome here. Generating, 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 generating. Here are some Google fonts that are good for tech. Vlog number one, Laura. 
It is a popular oh, nice. serif font influenced by calligraphy and has a modern and elegant look, making it perfect for blog posts and articles. It also recommended PT Serif, Crimson Text, the Josephine Slab, and Ubuntu. Ultimately, the best font for your tech blog will depend on your personal preferences and the overall style of your blog. However, any of the fonts listed above would be a good choice for a tech blog. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the others. But the selection has been made. It's number one. But I am a, if if that cho- if that recommendation was made to me without knowledge that I was in Google Chrome like last night looking at fonts, I will be very very impressed. I'm not gonna assume that it didn't, but I will be very impressed by that. Well, I will say, I mean, it is pulling from Google indexing at the end of the day, and right, True. so. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just looking here and I'm noticing the websites, the sources that it pulled these lists from of nostalgic fonts. And it's literally just other lists from other websites oh, of sure. nostalgic fonts, <laughs> of Y2K fonts. That makes that makes sense because it's and also and also it would have been from uh, it would uh, I'm about to if it were open AI, it would have been based on like similar lists that were written up to 2021. <laughs> anyway, yes. Okay, so let's get into the show. Actually, uh, not this is like the weeks before like the holiday holiday blush, uh, but we had some good show, got some good stories. For one, Flo had a field trip and a wonderful field trip to Mountain View, California. Uh, the Google Experience. Then the, the words in your in your note here, the words Google Experience are capitalized as though it were like an actual like fun ride with like a little cutout of Sundar Pichai saying you must be this high to ride the Google Experience. Uh, we you'll 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 talk about it uh, like after the after the break, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, also, the uh, Black Friday consumerism. Buy, buy, buy. Own things. I'm acquire waiting for things. it too. I'm waiting for it too, though, because I I need the sales for Christmas this year. Yeah, okay? I know. Uh, but so, but actually, Google posted their Black Friday deals, and a lot of them are pretty damn good. I would I, I I was. It's not as though I was like already slotting this until like I saw one deal that was like, ooh. Should I buy that? And then looked, oh, there are lots of actually really good deals here. So if what we're saying is that don't, again, acquiring shiny new things as a distraction from the daily work of becoming a better, stronger, and more more emphatic, more empathetic individual is a bad thing. However, if you're planning on buying a Google Nest speaker, why not get it for half off? That's what I'm saying. Uh, and for... <laughs> And lastly, uh, we're having a, a you know, a retro is big, relaunching old series is big with a new twist. Uh, not where the, Google is launch, relaunching Love American Style, only it's Love Federal Courthouse Style. Stories about Google employees and workers and executives navigating the federal courthouse system as they defend themselves from lawsuit after lawsuit. We have a really stunning episode. It's not, not as good as the, the backdoor pilot for Happy Days, but it's, it's up there. <laughs> We will be getting into all of that right after this break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Electric. When leading your small business, it's not all glamour. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours onboarding an employee, which you're well-equipped to deal with, but maybe you don't have the time. The team over at Electric knows small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with time-consuming parts of your business, like standardized device security with best-in-class device management software so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale, and employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into 
your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications, while simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. And proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows make IT easy to manage for even non-technical users. And look, if you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. If you have a small business and there are people in your small business with devices, Electric can help you manage them all, onboard them, offboard them, whatever you need. For material listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash material. That's electric.ai slash material. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of the show. Well, Flo, so you ha- I-, I first learned about your your field trip to Google like on your Instagram stories and I love the <laughs> I love the way you shot it because it so- it seemed as though you were working some kind of a heist. <laughs> like uh, we we don't we don't need to get into like uh, the stylistic things, but it was <laughs> it was such an interesting like tour of like well first of all what what was the Google experience how did you wind up there? Okay, so first of all, for those wondering, I will make that Instagram story a highlight, okay? Because I feel like after this podcast comes out, people are going to want to see this thing, so I will make it a highlight at my Instagram so that you could see what Andy is referencing. However. I did make a whole TikTok about it. And the TikTok actually has a little more uh, editorializing in it than the Instagram did. Um, And I'll be honest, it's because I, I, uh, it was just, okay. So how this came to be, I happened to be in the South Bay for some stuff. And I've decided that like, every time I go to Silicon Valley to the area, I'm already driving an hour and a half. I might as well make my time there worth it. So I went all the way out of my way to Mountain View, which, by the way, is west of the freeway that I need to take to get home north to my where (laughs) I live. Okay, so this was actually a detour, but I was like kind of bummed because I took a little vacation and I took it the week that Google actually opened the visitor experience, quote unquote, in Mountain View, which is at their HQ. And it's a beautiful building. And that's what they call it, the visitor experience. Yes, which is very... On the signage and everything? Yeah, which really confused me, right? So I haven't been to the area since... uh, Let's see. I haven't been to the area since I went to go... Well, the last time I went to the area, which was for the Pixel, um, I did not see the construction. Anyway, I didn't see what they were actually doing. But today, this week, I got to see what they (laughs) did. So here's what they did. so I had a really hard time finding where to park, first of all, because I'm like really familiar with the buildings and like where I've parked to like meet people. So it's a little overwhelming because there's so many different buildings and I didn't quite know where I was supposed to park the car. And then I remembered that in the initial invite from Google PR, they had told me to park in the Shoreline Amphitheater lot C or whatever. And so I was like, okay, let me set the Google map pin to that. Before I did that, though, I had to pull over because there was a fly in my car (laughs) (laughs) that was like driving me nuts because I could just hear the buzzing while I was like driving. I hate that. 
yeah, I just, I can't, I can't ignore it. I just can't. Um, so I like pulled over into a Google parking lot to take care of this with a rag in my car. And as I'm doing this, I look behind me and I notice this motorcade goes by. (laughs) It's like, at first I see it, it's just a cop and I'm like, oh, there's just a cop around here patrolling. And then I see all these blackened SUVs just like driving through as well, you know, the kind I'm talking about, followed by more cops, but this time cops in also blackened SUVs. Um, And so I was like, oh, somebody important must be coming through here. So those of you may not know that this week is APEC in San Francisco. Right. And APEC is the Asia Pacific Economic Conference Conversation Club. Cacophony. (laughs) It's taken over San Francisco. And granted, San Francisco is like 40 miles north of where I was in Mountain View. But I'm telling you, Andy, they bust people down there. It was popping. It's a it's a there it's were... a it's a big deal. I, I was watching. I was reading lots of news stories about like how the city was trying to like clean itself up and make itself good and saying Ugh. basically basically going to the go, you mean go, hide go, things? Yes. Yeah. Basically going to the, all the homeless people and saying if you're gonna defecate in the middle of the sidewalk, could you at least put on this tie? <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're not going to give you housing, but you can put on this tie. Yeah, exactly. uh, we'll pay for those at least. Yeah, it's. I was honestly, I was honestly thinking, oh, I'm not going to be affected if I go to South Bay and I do this because APEC is, you know, up more northern. It's not going to be down here. Of course, flow. Of course, it would be down here because this is an economic summit. <laughs> Where is all the economics happening? They're happening. <laughs> the economies are happening. Uh, I mean, do they? They'll probably go to wine country next weekend after everything's done. <laughs> yep. So definitely this week they went to they went to Silicon Valley to see where all the moolah is made. So the visitor center all along is just parked uh Korean tour buses. <laughs> so I seemed to have shown up at the same time as like a giant tour. There's just like people everywhere with little shopping bags. And I have to tell you. Okay, I forgot to skip the part to say that I found parking in the lot. I had to take an escalator <laughs> up. I had to cross a street. I had to follow a lot of signs. And there was an attendant underneath an umbrella to help <laughs> give me directions <laughs> on what to do. It was honestly a lot more overwhelming than like the Apple visitor experience. Because Apple, you just kind of like you cross the street. Yeah into the Tantau Reception Center, whatever it is now. You cross the street, you go over, um, and then you walk into this glass building, you buy your T-shirt, yeah. you look at some like art on the wall, you maybe get a coffee, you leave. Yeah. Like the the Apple the Apple Visitor Center, like when they built this in this huge spaceship campus, like the whole purpose was we are going to create essentially a roach hotel for tourists and people who want who want to have who want to visit basically we're going to give them this one place that's totally isolated that but is absolutely focused so there's they're not going to wander off anywhere else because there's no other place to wander off to we're going to give them everything they could possibly want out of a visit to apple so long as they understand that no you're not going to get to see the next iphone anywhere and you're not going to get anywhere near the actual campus it's it's actually it sounds like i'm being like you know, I'm being a little, a little bit spicy here, but it's actually a really good example of like human engineering that 
we we need to solve the problem of people dropping by our campus because hey, Apple's famous and I'm in San Francisco. Yes, I, like that, that, that's why I'm, I'm that's why I think this is interesting what Google is doing because like for people who've never who ha- I I haven't been to, actually even to San Francisco since uh, since the pandemic, but like in the old Google campus. Yeah, if you know where the Android Sculpture Garden is, it's there, you know and you can get is. there. And and in sort of like an alleyway near the Sculpture Garden, there's kind of a store where you could buy a T-shirt. But mm-hmm. the Google Campus is like a college at that point, like a college campus where it's just lots and lots of buildings spread out all over the place. There was, yeah, so. shirtless men playing volleyball. I swear, <laughs> I don't understand also wasn't pickleball it made me I uncomfortable <laughs> i was just there for a meeting and there were all these shirtless men grunting and punting a ball okay anyway. can, can i say was it was it, it was it as sexy as the as the shirtless volleyball scene uh, in top gun <laughs> no i'm guessing no engineers i'm so guessing first of no. all <laughs> i i'm i cannot answer that right engineers i'm sorry you're all you're all sexy like maybe maybe not like Tom Cruise sexy at his, at his at his like sexual prime te- sexy, but still you are sexy in your in your own way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Google is definitely trying to like go for a similar vibe as Apple, but a little bit bigger. I think they're trying to be like more inviting in that sense because there were a bunch of different sections. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes when this publishes, and you can actually go to a website that shows you the Google visitor experience in Mountain View. And what it'll do is it'll walk you through the different sections of this visitor experience. But here's the thing, Andy. The way that it is constructed, it's like there's a sidewalk on the outside of it, and then you kind of walk around it to get to each different experience. But after the store, I was absolutely overwhelmed. Mm. And I just, I had to get out of there. It was just, I was, I was kind of freaking out a little bit because like something a lot of people don't know is that I, I am actually uh, an introvert and I do have social anxiety. (laughs) It's just that I have learned how to create a journalism persona so that I do not get swept up in the anxiety. But when I'm like not on, which I was not on, like no PR, I told PR, I gave him a heads up that I was going to like be in the area just to kind of like let him know, you know, maybe, I don't know, I want to give me a discount. <laughs> just kidding. Hold, just on, kidding, just hold kidding. on to your butts because I'm about to <laughs> blow the roof off of a lot of crap going on behind there. I'm telling you beforehand because if you want to snuff me out, there are 10 other journalists who are going to be taking my place. You're going down, <laughs> man. Also, do you have kids t-shirts? Because I've got a three and a half year old and I'd love for her to have like a dino t-shirt. You know, I actually like didn't buy her anything, I'm going to be honest. Oh, um but I'll, I'll I'll tell you why. So, let me just tell you very quickly what they have. They have a huddle place. This is a place where they'll do like community events and they'll do like their Google developer meetups and things of the sort. So that's just to kind of like invite people. There's a pop-up shop to support local makers and I feel kind of nice. bad that I didn't walk in there. Um there's a cafe where there were people eating and working. Which also kind of added to my anxiety because I was like, oh, these everybody here looks like busy, even though they all came with a tour bus. <laughs> like, I feel like I should get out of here. Um, there's an area called the plaza and the attendant made a special note to let me know that there was art from Burning Man <laughs> there. And I wanted to make a joke, Andy. I wanted to make a joke and ask her, did it still have the mud left over from all the sandstorms that were there when... You know, they got stuck. 
can I can I get a psychosyllabic high from just basically putting any part of my skin against this? Yeah. It does look a little like something from Annihilation, one of the sculptures. Uh, anybody who's seen that movie with Natalie Portman, it's pretty intense. Uh, there is also a public art garden with uh, exhibitions from local artists. So it's really like Google trying to be a steward of the area, which is hilarious because Mountain View is one of the biggest nimbiest cities <laughs> in the Bay Area. <laughs> so I'm really curious what artists are affording a condo in Mountain View because it ain't cheap, let me tell you. <laughs> um, that's why it's usually five engineers in a townhouse <laughs> Yep. until one of them pairs up and has somebody to help him pay the other half of the rent. Uh, okay, so let me tell you very quickly the Google store I went in it was set up, Andy. Do you remember what the uh, exhibition looked like last year at the Pixel 7 event in New York? Yes. Honey, it was the same thing. Really? Honey, it looked like they just plucked the furniture and the <laughs> aesthetics from all the press events I've been to in the last two months and just like put them in a central location and opened it to the public. And I don't, I don't mean that. Like, I don't mean to be negative about that i'm definitely sounding negative it's definitely a uh it's definitely a good example of how they've become so design centric around everything how they're trying to like really put forward their idea of design yeah you're right and so i i applaud them for that but because i've seen it so many times like walking in there was kind of like oh it's a google pop-up <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this before. <laughs> they 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 do like their unstained wood. Like they do like like nat- natural wood with like some kind of lacquer on it. They It's 1991 with, IKEA with with with, with gray cushions and like mm-hmm. one potted plant in like a really nice round white globular like ceramic. Yeah, they they definitely have if if I saw like the if I saw an image from a product launch without the product in it or a or a logo I would probably recognize, like, okay, this was a this was a set that was created by Google. Whereas with Apple, when they I mean, they've they've got like an aircraft hangar that's like a Hollywood soundstage with all of the fake like the the the, the fake uh, uh, the fake living rooms, the fake bedrooms, the fake artist studios, the fake editing suites, the fake like workout gym, uh, everything they need, and it's always like they could be a thousand miles away from each other. <sighs> It's wild, Andy. It is wild. But I got to tell you, um, I ended up actually getting some help to buy a watch band Hmm. because um, I'm really, really liking this Pixel Watch too. Really? Which we'll talk about. We'll we'll talk about it once I finish the review. I'm glad that I took my time to do it, by the way, because I really needed to like spend time with it. So I was like, oh, well, I have a bunch of Google store credit. I really don't need anything from the store. Like, I already have my case. I have my buds. I have everything I need. So why don't I just get myself, like, one of the nicer watch bands to just have as part sure. of my archive? So, and I had the Google store credit, so I only ended up paying, like, $10. But I couldn't figure out what to get. So I'm, like, looking at the displays, you know, see what they have in the shelves to to pick out and I noticed that they don't really have the thing that I saw online. So I go and I ask somebody, an attendant, you know, a, a store employee. And I said, Hey, could you help me out? Do you have more bands? And they're like, actually, yes, we do. We have way more. Would you be interested in trying them on before buying them? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> that would really help me, you know? So 
They take me to this little back room. Everything is beige, by the way. <laughs> so Apple Store is white. Google Store is beige for some reason. And uh, he, the, the guy is like super nice. He, um, I ended up buying like the leather band. Oh, it looks and nice. So it's like the, it's two-toned. So it's like a, um, a deeper blue here and then a lighter blue on this side. And um, I tried this one on plus like a gray variant plus like a black on black variant. And it was just really nice to be able to try that on because I don't get to try anything before I buy it for yeah. Android. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just don't have the opportunity to do that. I got to see, I got to look at some cases in person, which I was like, oh, that's not really worth forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm okay with my yeah. $13 case. That, 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 uh, that's, that's, that's why I'm so excited about like a Google store ha uh, happening in, in Boston because like, boy, there's so much that was brilliant about the Apple stores. And I, I mean, they were created out of absolute necessity at the time, but the ability to simply someplace that's close by for most people to actually put your hands on something that you have no intention of buying, mm -hmm. but then you put your hands on it. You're like, you know what? This is really very nice. Or in the case of like a, uh, uh, like the the point of a point of intersection here is like those those watch bands that the the, the Apple Watch was not a was not a, a engineering hit or an engineering success from the very get go, but from a design point of view, just appreciating that not everybody's people are not going to be buying like a new Apple Watch every single year, like or at least nobody we know is going to be buying a brand new Apple Watch every year. However, just like you, like in the Google Store, saying that. I can fret, I sub, subconsciously think I kind of I don't need a new watch I don't want a new watch but I would like to freshen up the watch that I have right now mm -hmm. and so I don't I certainly don't have three hundred fifty dollars for a new Google watch however I have fifty dollars for a premium band that's not like AliExpress or you know Amazon.com no name uh, and that's kind of brilliant I, I think maybe over the course of of the course of the life of that one watch if you were using that watch for like three or four years you're probably spending about as much as you would on a second watch over the two or three years just on like new bands because i mean I, i'm 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 a sucker for the pride band every year i'm a sucker for uh, uh if i start if, if i don't have a band for every single part of my lifestyle however it's like i have a couple of options because if i feel like oh uh if, if i feel like kind of a dork because oh, this matches the, what I've got on really kind of in a obsessive way. Let's get out the red one, or let's get out the I different one. I understand that. I understand. You that. want to freshen it up too? With yep. the blue. Yeah. Oh, can I, I? So everything ended up being fine. I'm going to be honest, though. I really wanted the the metal link chain, like mm. the skinnier one that they have, but it's 180 dollars. Yeah. I I. I can't do that for a review unit for something that I'm not like super married to. So the watch I got, the band I got was $75, but I ended up having like a $74 <laughs> coupon slash cash back, yeah. which I could use there because all I had to do was log in with my <laughs> Google. <laughs> I logged in with my Google profile at the Google store and then paid for it with Google pay. <laughs> I just feel so disgusted. <laughs> Like I get Apple users now. It's yeah, but that but that that's also uh, let, let, let's give some props to to the Google Store. Like uh, as a as as loyalty programs go, it's a subtle one but a really effective one. 
It's like yeah. I, I I would be bu- I would be buying a Pixel anyway, but there's no way in hell I'm not buying my Pixel from directly from the Google Store because I know that I'm going to have like a hundred like ten percent on a, on a phone. That's like a hundred dollars or more than a hundred dollars of free stuff at any point in the next year. Like not like oh well if you if you spend X dollars you will get eight percent off your next purchase of over five hundred dollars. Like no, here is some money you can spend it on whatever you like. And I'm I'm and when I have uh, when I have some of that that Google money, I use it the way that you do. It's like it's not it's typically like I may be on the fence about whether I absolutely must have this thing because it's an important solution to a problem that I'm having uh, that this can solve, or whether it's like this would be really really useful. It would make a whole bunch of things simpler. I don't necessarily have to have it. It's like, oh wait, I've got like fifty dollars in like store credit. It would have cost me only eight dollars. Yeah, for eight dollars, hell yeah, I I'll, hell yeah, I'll take that. Um, speaking of which, this this actually kind of of I had a thought while I was watching uh, your Instagram story that that's and that's going to be thank you for watching and supporting yes and that and and this is going to be the topic of our bonus episode i don't want to give it away Mm -hmm. because it's too simple and too stupid but however if you like continuing parts of the podcast that occasionally are too simple and stupid to make it into the into the main show notes by all means please thank you very much for becoming a member of the, of the relay.fm network you can go to relay.fm slash material and you're supporting us with some extra cash uh, that is very 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 helpful to all of us uh, in any time of day or or week but again advertising is not doing super great and so not only not only not only does it give us money which we like but also it's like oh my god that many people like decided to say yes please give please have some cash it's nice exactly like us exactly i I go through i go through that so many times with youtube as well where it's like just today like i signed up for uh, another channel's patreon because i realized that wow i love every time like there's a new video from this channel and they post three times a week it is like not i i like i look forward to it so much that it is like no i'm going to save this Mm -hmm. as a treat i'm going to watch it during lunch or during dinner as my treat for getting stuff done today because this looks like it's going to be so it was like a great way of putting it and and a way of saying like not only like i want to support your channel but also this is a very tangible way of saying you guys are awesome keep doing what you're doing and so that's that's pretty cool stuff. So go to relay.fm slash material for information to sign up. And if you don't want to sign up, that's fine too. We we love you anyway. Uh, we, we love you regardless, unconditionally. I don't want to say anyway. We love you Correct. unconditionally Correct. and regardless. So go to relay.fm slash material to look at our show notes and links to all the stories that we uh, post every single week. I, I'm still – what do you think? I, I'm I'm still on the fence. As, as we speak, this new plugin that I think I mentioned last week for my recording app – uh, that will automatically simply transcribe this entire show as re-recorded. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I sent you. I sent you a sample of, I know of what you it's did. about. I know, and I I do need to look at it, and I'm sorry that I did yeah. not uh, because so transcriptions I, would be nice. That's that that might that might be a fun thing. I think either for everybody or just for members, or even just as something to like even even just as something so that if you do a Google search. Maybe it would surface that episode of the uh, of of the podcast, which we talked about X, Y, or Z. Uh, again, we our, our experiment to game the Google search podcast results by speaking <laughs> about the gimpy gimpy bush every single week failed. However, we might be able to claw back a victory by like having transcripts of every episode and get that way. Something we're thinking about. We're always wheels are always in motion. The no off switch mm-hmm. on the genius switch, and we've got two mm-hmm. genius switches or definitely flow. 
mine is sort of like one of those old fashioned like lever sort of things. Like in the anyway, why don't we catch? Why don't we talk a little bit more about the Black Friday sale? Uh, so, uh, what are we buying? What are we buying? I almost bought the mm-hmm. Charge Six. I came so close to doing that. Uh, by the way, so the Black Friday sale it's the it is the fifteenth Wednesday, the fifteenth. As we record this, by the time the show drops tomorrow, these deals will be active. Uh, so the charge Fitbit charge is normally one hundred and fifty nine dollars. I think that's actually that's the one thing that I did not put uh, put the pricing on here in my notes. But I believe it's one hundred and fifty nine dollars. It's down to ninety nine bucks, and for a fit and judged as a fitness band. I think ninety nine bucks for that. The so called best heart rate monitor Fitbits ever had. By the way, I just yeah. want to add that. So it's been a lot. Uh, this is a, a lot of the write ups of this have uh, stated the opinion that this is like the first Fitbit that is really juiced up with Google, because the reason why it has the best heart rate monitor that Fitbit has ever had is because they are using like the the Pixel Watch's own like algorithms for taking sensory data. And interpreting that and turning it into heart into mm-hmm. heart rhythm da- data, it also interacts directly with uh, uh, with uh, Google Maps. So when you're getting when you've initiated a Google Maps route uh, on your phone, you can mm-hmm. get updates and like directions like on your watch as you're as you're navigating that route. Um, it now here here's the thing that kind of it didn't completely ice it for me, but it was like oh wow Google Pay like because because. Honestly, the things I use, uh, the Apple Watch, when I had the Pixel Watch on loan, all these other things, half of it is just simply being able to use Apple Pay or Google Pay, like from the watch. Even when I have, even though I, I almost certainly have my phone in my pocket, not having to get it out of my pocket and unlock it and just simply have to reach over and tap the back of my wrist, that's a big deal. But then, like, uh, I found out that, like, oh, that's right, because it doesn't work the way that it works in the Pixel Watch or the Apple Watch. You actually still have to. With you still have to type in a pin to activate it to basically to verify your identity to make sure you're not use someone hasn't just like grabbed your watch and is buying stuff with it. And the the charge six it has it has no external keyboard. It also doesn't have like an on screen keyboard. So you are literally like spinning dials to get that three or four digit number going. And so that plus the uh, plus admittedly the fact that i just found a 250 dollar apple watch se for free and was wearing it on my wrist that was probably the a much better fitness band <laughs> at a much better price than this even this 99 dollar charge six uh was probably i mean i i don't know about i mean but the thing is andy like i had to enable a pin on the apple watch to use apple pay anyway so there's there's really no seamless you know. well no well on, on the apple watch because because both the both the apple watch and the pixel watch both use like on body detection to like keep the thing secure so yes when you when you first put it on in the morning or if you take it off and put it back on again yes you have to enter like a four digit pin to say but yes you can you can work with me i'm here but if you have not taken the watch off since it assumes that like no one has cut off your hand and like are you, and are using it like a like a like a pay stub, so that you don't have to like enter in a pin. With a charge six, yeah, you would yeah. have to tap and then like okay, scroll, scroll, scroll. Or no, I think I think it's like tap the button to activate uh, Google Pay and then again manipulate these three dials to get the, your pin number displayed like on the screen. Say yes, that's my pin, and then you can pay for it. Which is like at that point, I would much rather just simply take my phone out of my pocket and touch the the fingerprint reader. So yeah. 
but for night but still for 99 dollars as a fitness band i think that's a really really terrific deal i think they really really want to sell them this holiday because they really really want to justify that really really big purchase I'm I'm super impressed with like Apple Apple's Black Friday sales are typically wow you mean that I can get a, a MacBook for four percent off did he say four percent wow how fast can we get to the mall I know it's that's one a.m. but I'm sure yeah it's like okay that's fine thank you very much it's like but a lot of these deals are pretty damn good uh, like the Pixel One version of the watch is uh, normally 279 now it's down to 200 which is nice but things like uh, uh the pixel buds pro uh earbuds normally 200 that's down to 119 that is significant my favorite uh earbud wireless earbuds of all competitors is the pixel buds mm-hmm. a which because mm-hmm. i because i think because one of the reasons why is because i think that a hundred dollars is about the right amount of money to spend that's for me that's the sweet spot between yes it's expensive enough that they put a lot of work into these and it's going to maintain your bluetooth connection and the sound is going to be pretty good uh and but it's cheap enough so that when the batteries die after two and a half years and you have to throw them away, it's not going to hurt as much as a $350 set. <clears throat> and you have to e-recycle them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and or being, being more realistic when, like, I take, when I take things out of my pockets at the end of the day and say, okay, well, here's the Pixel Buds. Huh. Isn't that weird? It's the Pixel Buds case, but no <laughs> Pixel Buds inside them. Isn't that peculiar? It does again. It doesn't hurt quite so much to have to replace a ninety nine dollar. However, uh, for the Black Friday sale, normally hundred dollars, it's down to fifty nine dollars. At, at that price, I didn't do it, but it did occur to me that when at that price, maybe I should like, buy a second pair so that they're already here when I lose <laughs> or or wash whatever pair I'm using right now. Um, for first significant discount on the Pixel Fold, uh, so the first time mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. actually down mm-hmm. to a price that is. Not insane necessarily. Uh, so it's uh, four hundred bucks still... off. Thirteen ninety nine is still super expensive for a phone. However, it's close enough that if you've always wanted to have a foldable and you're that you're so you've if been you've always wanted a foldable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay. I, let let I I should correct myself. If up if you certainly never wanted a foldable phone up until three and a half to four years ago but after the samsung galaxy fold Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you decided that wow that would be really handy to have like a tablet that folds in half can be used as a phone uh it's at least something that i still don't think that at 1399 for especially for a first generation screen that still you still don't know how to fix it you still don't know like it's not it's not gonna be as durable but at least it's kind of it's it's Notable for the discount, the Chromecast HD, which is the Chromecast I've got on my bedroom TV, normally thirty bucks, eight eighteen dollars. That's stocking stuffer. That's st- beautiful stocking stuff because that's because that's the one. It is exactly the same as the Chromecast 4K, same remote, same design, except the only, all all you're losing is that it's not 4K. Big deal if you're like, not all my TVs are 4K. Not only that, but. Uh, I just realized after doing, I did an audit of all of my streaming services and discovered that oh, I'm subscribed to uh, 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 I'm, I'm subscribed to the Netflix like 720p like minimal mm-hmm. HD streaming plan and like and I never noticed because like I'm never I don't have like I only have one 4K screen 
and I'm never like watching it from like 18 inches away. So I'm perfectly fine by that. So yeah, I mean, for same remote, same everything, same quality, uh, same apps. It's, it's, it's still Chromecast with Google TV that, yeah, that got me thinking that I haven't, I have some time to think about it, but it's like, huh, you know what, maybe I can have, like, I do have like an older Samsung display that's like in a closet somewhere. And if I put a shelf up in the kitchen, wouldn't it be cool to have like an actual streaming kitchen TV? Kitchen TV work for for streaming because I'm I'm doing more I'm doing more weeknight cooking. I'm doing more. I God help me today. I thought that I was I was about to fix myself a sandwich for lunch, and I did fix myself a ham and cheese sandwich for lunch. But I thought, ooh, but you know, I got that zucchini, and I still got some parmesan. Maybe I should like put ro- roast roast some zucchini with with parmesan and breadcrumbs. And I realized that, oh, my God, I'm actually thinking about cooking for lunch. Anyway, so I'm, but the basic thing is that I'm spending a lot more time in the kitchen now. And it would also allow me to get rid of, like, the, the shelf space that my Lenovo uh, smart display takes mm. up. I think I think it's time for that to get the axe. So I, I think I'm really mm, I think I'm piece. I think I'm really super close to, like, spending 18 freaking dollars for Chromecast HD. Um but uh, two uh, but two other really good deals. The best ones I'll save the best for last. But the se- Pixel Seven A, which at four hundred ninety nine dollars, my opinion is like the king of the mid range phones, mm-hmm. and it is I so agree. much and it is so much better than a two hundred dollar like Motorola phone. That if you can stretch yourself to get to to a little bit more, uh, I, I, I'm glad that they're two hundred dollars. I'm glad they're two hundred two hundred fifty dollars phones it. for people. Yeah, it, it's so much better. Uh, just the camera, everything. So now instead of four ninety nine, three hundred and seventy four dollars, which I think is a world beater price for the under four hundred. The power, the 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 capability, the speed, the power of it, the AI features, the camera. That's pretty damn good. So if you're now, there's going to be like a Pixel Eight A if it releases on schedule, probably what March. Usually it's July. spring, July. Thank you. Uh, so, so okay. So you got a bit of a wait to to get oh, there. Spring, you're right. Yeah, like late spring. Usually spring or late spring. So you got a few months off there, but that's a hundred and that's another hundred twenty five dollars in your pocket, plus thirty seven dollars worth of free cash if you're like already like a Google One member like we are. So that's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But the in terms of like wow that the sometimes especially Google like you mentioned it earlier that there's a Price, there's a Black Friday price that's so low that it makes you think, "Wow, that is a strategic." They they really want people to have these because something ain't working for them in the business plan. Mm-hmm. The Nest Hub, so basically smart speaker with display, normally ninety nine bucks, half off forty nine bucks. Yikes! That's in, that's interesting. That and I, I will say that that's, that was another thing that's like, or instead of getting like the Chromecast HD. And putting that Samsung display up there, I could just get a Nest Hub. That's not the eh. see. That's a, that's that's how that's how the weasel on your shoulder like gets you to spend money that mm-hmm, you weren't intending mm-hmm. to spend. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna hit a couple of again. It's time for federal courtrooms. Love federal courthouse style. Uh, we're not gonna be quite in depth as we might have been before, but uh, some fun things happen. I think you're gonna you're gonna enjoy hearing about it, and that comes right after this message. Love, love, love. And I want you to imagine a heart with like a, oh, a fed, yes. with, with, and like little like uh, explosions and fireworks going on past it. And then followed by like t- uh, two different 20 minute stories that are super, super sexist in some way, shape or form because this was 1971. Oh, oh great. 
<laughs> well, not 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 our bit. I'm saying the original like Love American style. Oh, right, right, right. True, 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 true. true. Um, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, so we're, so yes, we're talking about more of these. Google finds themselves in federal courtrooms a lot. And uh, just especially now, just it's a lot. Uh, but there are a couple of like kind of interesting stories that happen from the the bi coastal, uh, excuse me, for the two different uh, federal courthouses that they're they're in right now. Uh, first of all, the ongoing and now wrapping up Department of Justice antitrust case against Google uh, regarding their how they're operating their search business and how did you get to be ninety percent of the market? It can't be because you have a vastly security superior product that users and companies all think is so so much better than the rest that alternatives don't aren't even worth considering. <laughs> Which is not to say they weren't naughty. Of course, they were naughty. They're Google, but I'm but but I digress. So. This was this was comical. A, a a nice piece of detail we would not have received otherwise, and also a bit of comedy. How could you not be 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 grateful to be a, a journalist at this time? Okay, so uh, one of Google's expert witnesses, Kevin Murphy. Uh, now, this is the Kevin Murphy who is a professor of economics at the University of Chicago, not the Kevin Murphy who played Professor Bobo, uh, the ape professor on uh, Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. Let's make uh. that really clear. I know that was in the forefront of their mind. They did not have him come in costume Thank and you. discuss economics of uh, of their of the Google's deals with Apple and other manufacturers. So he's testifying again about uh, Google's default search deal with Apple and he said that oh well Apple receives about 36% of Google's search av- advertising revenue from Safari browsers. And I'm going to take you to a Bloomberg Law report that says as soon as that would have said it Google's attorney quote visibly cringed unquote. Uh, why not? Because it was laced with profanity. Uh, it wasn't, but that would have been also hysterically funny. The second most hysterically <laughs> funny thing would have been if app, if Google's own witness had, sp- had blurted out a piece of the deal, detail of the deal between Apple and Google that Google and Apple both thought was so important to keep top secret that they had successfully and specifically petitioned the court last week that this specific information needed to remain out of the public record. Yes, the Department of Justice wanted to unseal a whole bunch of documents regarding the specifics of Google's deal with Apple. Google protested specifically against a couple of different parts of it, but specifically this one, basically arguing that, well, these specific details, they weren't necessary for the Department of Justice to release publicly, like in terms of the public interest of knowing the details, you've already established broadly, you know, that we we give Apple a lot of money, sure, so you don't need to know it. Um but I'm and I'm quoting the the successful again. I reiterate successful petition that Google's lawyers made last week to keep this private. As Google has previously indicated, further disclosure of the precise terms of the ISA, the the uh, uh, the service agreement, would unreasonably undermine Google's p- competitive standing in relation to both competitors and other counterparties. Uh, Allowing competitors access to the particular provisions that Google and Apple have negotiated in a confidential commercial agreement would give those competitors a one-sided advantage in renegotiating their own confidential agreements with Apple and preparing their own proposals to provide the services that Google currently offers under the ISA. Uh, No spit, Sherlock. That was uh, because 36%, (laughs) that's more than double the 16% that Google pays Samsung for the exact same preferential mm-hmm. default Google search pl- placement on their handsets. Uh, Sundar Pichai confirmed that testimony while 
of all places, on the witness stand defending Google policies in a different trial, the Epic Games case, uh, mm. which which will come up shortly enough. Uh, and it's super. It's a. It's funny. B. It's kind of shocking that yeah, th- more than a third of revenue there Google is willing to hand over to Go- Apple. That's how that's how valuable it is to it. Uh, but it highlights a, an ongoing issue with this case that. Like Google and other companies, Apple included, keep insisting that testimony and documents be kept out of the public record. The judge has access to it. The lawyers have access to it. But reporters do not have access to this stuff. So you kind of wonder, like, if they had successfully fought to keep this quiet, what other really funny things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, things that that talk about the the iron grip that technology ha- companies have on it, blah, blah, blah. But super funny things that we're, not, we're missing out on because they continue to ask for things to be redacted that shouldn't be redacted okay but so meanwhile however uh sundar pachai uh is what was in federal court again this week uh and there was a brouhaha involved uh so this was in san francisco the google versus excuse me the epic games versus google suit this is not a federal lawsuit uh the antitrust suit is being argued in front of a judge who will make a decision on their own in 2024 this is a uh, is a uh, a is a suit from one company to another it's being heard and decided by a jury of 10 people uh this is the also the sequel to epic's lawsuit against apple which epic more or less epically lost <laughs> in 2021 uh it's about the 30 percent revenue cut that uh, the google play store and the apple app store uh, demands of uh, epic for uh, for uh, the things they sell through their app stores and the fact that while well, you can't it's they don't there's no alternative app store that's monopoly that's not fair we should be allowed to uh, to sideload our stuff blah 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 uh so <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so yes. <laughs> uh, the, the tri- this trial just began last week. Uh, two hours, but Sunar Pichai was on the stand. Two hours worth of testimony on Google Play Store policies. Um, and it's actually quite relevant because uh, Apple and Google, once again, are kind of in cahoots there. Like, because Apple's fortunes and Google's fortunes on the federal antitrust case are connected because if the court says that yes this is an antitrust problem you can't be giving apple 18 to 10 20 billion dollars a year for preferential uh, preferential right. placement then Google, then apple says but we like getting 18 to 20 billion dollars a year for doing yeah. almost literally nothing why yeah, would we that not pays want for that for the apple fitness center for the employees exactly that's that that, <laughs> that that's why you know what yes if you it's in really the nice fitness center in the apple cafeteria you do have to pay for your burrito but guac it's like asking for salsa or red beans. It's free. No extra charge for guac. That's how valuable this deal is. They do get a big discount, which honestly, honestly, waste less food. But anyway, sorry. Uh, exactly. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and also their, their, their fortunes are tied together here, too, because Google is here is testing and refining like the exact same defense that Apple used uh, in 2020, 2021 against Epic, and also that Apple needs to be able to use in the future against, because their own like uh, albatross for antitrust is still like the, is the app store that, oh, you have an unlock unbreakable monopoly on the sales of apps and, and content Mm. for this device. And they're, both companies are using the same defense, which is, oh, no, 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 we're not a monopoly. You see, like, poor us, Google, we have Apple. Uh, that, that, excuse me. Uh, consu- if consumer, we're not a monopoly because 
people can stop using their Android phones and switch to mm. the iPhone and use the Apple App Store. And Apple is using Google as the Anytime s- they want. Exactly. So Apple is saying that, no, we're not a monopoly. Oh, oh, poor little pitiful Apple. We're not even the number one mobile operating system. We can't be a monopoly if we don't have more than half of the phones in, in the world. So essentially, a lot of this is a trial run for what happens when the EU gets into this and files their own suits against either one of these people. What happens when the DOJ, if but probably will, uh, start pressing the matter on Apple. So they're very much both interested in this defense working. Uh, and Pichai, during two hours of testimony, said that Google and Apple compete, quote, fiercely, unquote, and reiterated basically what he said in front of the Department of Justice. With, oh, well, Android, and, and we give it away for free because that enables cheap phones, and we're kind of a diametrically opposed to Apple. Okay, but let's, so, but let's, let's get into the, the, the tea, as you millennials would say mm-hmm. about this. The brouhaha, the funny part. So there's a major subplot of this entire trial, and it's pot, I mean, Epic lost this lawsuit against Apple. Maybe they're going to lose it against uh, against Google as well. However, mm-hmm. they're already drawing blood because like App- Epic's lawyers during the discovery process had requested a bunch of internal chats from Google. Google did not provide them because they say that those messages were not preserved. They were destroyed. They were deleted uh, as part of a policy. And so they, okay. they're not available for discovery. Uh, and yes, as you might guess, Epic's attorneys found that explanation fishy i think the technical mm-hmm. term is the legal term is so does the judge uh those messages were supposed to have been preserved uh, uh it's not like they're staff lunch orders or anything they're actually about like google business uh and so later on this week uh, i think thursday or friday the judge is going to be grilling a google attorney uh about this specific topic and they've warned google that look if i don't like google your lawyer's explanation of why this happened uh, I can instruct the jury that they should just assume that whatever missing evidence was destroyed, it was going to be bad for Google's defense. You can be prejud- you are allowed to be prejudicial about that, about evidence that doesn't exist, that it doesn't exist because it would have been bad for Google's defense. Not that necessarily they destroyed it intentionally to cover anything up, but that you don't have to simply say we have no idea what was destroyed. If you want to assume that it contained all the, the smoking guns that Epic needed, you're free to assume that as as part of your sane and safe deliberations. Ten random people that were selected at random by postal <laughs> by postal mail. Um, so yeah, as you can expect, Epic's lawyers when they had Sundar Pichai on the stand, they did slap him around a bit on that point, mostly to make sure that he sounds as weaselly as possible in the minds of the jury in case they do get that instruction um when so pichai of course had to defend and explain what happened he said quote i supported all the recommendations from our legal and compliance teams unquote um basically the the story that he was putting forward and the defense was putting forward was that before sundar pichai became ceo of google it was company policy to delete internal chat history after 24 hours that was simply policy epic would say uh, uh excuse me uh, they found in discovery a message from 2021 which was ap- after the suit was filed where pichai asked his staff to please turn off chat history which might sound fishy and suspicious hey look why are you telling why do you have to tell people to turn off chat history if that's already policy uh, policy um although yeah. although the evidence was also that the message thread in specific that he was referring to had nothing to do with the epic suit um he also uh, he also explained that at the time 
2021 divisions of Google, uh, they all each had their own policies. They're each like advised by lawyers and compliance officers on a, like a instance by instance basis that after that they had changed that all. So now there is a company wide policy to preserve chat history for just such an occasion. But nonetheless, it is again, if we are, if we are, prejudice to assume that epic is not going to have as good it's not it's going to have the exact same amount of success suing google about this as app as they did suing apple it's still a big problem it is a way to get again this is not one judge who is one federal judge who has spends his entire his or her entire career thinking about these cases and being very very serious and having his name his or her name attached to an opinion it's 10 people who have to listen to bewildering testimony that goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then over a very short relative period of time, make a decision, which can be a judgment call. So if Epic decides that, well, yeah, we didn't prove that there's any problems here. However, isn't it kind of fishy that they couldn't, we couldn't get the chat history from X to Y. So you could have a bunch of jurors saying, yeah, yeah, this is like my cousin, Debbie, that's exactly the kind of crap that my cousin Debbie would pull. I, you know look what? For an juror, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so more updates as things again. We're we're going to have a, unfortunately the, the the comedy taps are uh, about the DOJ case are going to end soon. Uh, however, we're still hopefully going to see more comedy from Epic. And so thank thank you very much for giving us something to talk about during the holiday season when most companies are trying very 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 hard like not to announce or release anything that would ruin their Christmas vacations. And also journalists on our half, we really don't want to have to report anything that would require uh, or research anything that require us to. I mean, if there's malfeasance that, you know, is game changing, you know what? We'll, we'll order in Turkey. We'll, 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 we'll get one of those meal services to deliver the Turkey dinner. Mm. We'll, we'll do that. We will not completely shirk our responsibilities. However, you know what? In 2022, maybe yeah they did something super wrong but you know what <laughs> we can talk about that in january can't we Let, let's wait until we take down the tree before we talk about the shady real estate deal that some chip supplier had with who knows who okay uh i i think you can agree with that we're we're all we're all in the pre-holiday season like euphoria but we know how soon that splashdown is coming do we not Hmm. we do well, I think that is going to <laughs> that's going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, as usual, if you want to see what what Flo is going on, going on about, uh, her reporting is always available at gizmodo.com. You can go to that's ch- right. Check out Oh That Flow on the socials. Um, Florice.tech. Mm-hmm. It's still you mentioned earlier, so it's still it's so you're still posting to it. You're still updating it, yeah. Uh, Florence.com, I have no idea what's going on with the domain right now, so don't go there. Just okay. go to gizmodo.com. Got it. And look for my name. And yes, oh, that flow everywhere except on X. I'm not on X. Don't look for me on X. I mean, I'm still there, but I'm not there. <laughs> exactly. We are. Um, as for me, I spell my last name, I-H-N-A-T-K-O, on Instagram and Blue Sky and Threads. And I haven't deleted my Twitter. I, I don't I don't post very often yeah, on Twitter anymore. Yeah, it's just there. It's just leave it. Yeah, just, I'm just going to. Who knows? Exactly. Um, you can also go to WGBHnews.org to check out uh, my regular uh, tech segments on Boston Public Radio uh, or the WGBH News channel on YouTube for the times when I'm at the Boston Public Library Studios trying to look like I know what I'm talking about because, oh my God, there are cameras on me and people can see me. 
and as we said before, you can help support our show and everything else on the Relay.fm network by becoming a member. So head on over to Relay.fm slash material to sign up and gain access to special members-only episodes produced by us and all of Relay's contributors. And you can also, for everybody, check out our show notes and see, see what's going on behind the scenes. Well, that's going to be it for us for this week. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to us this time. We hope you'll be listening to us again next week. And until then, everybody, please have a happy, safe, and healthy seven days. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.